Well, welcome back to Queens of the Paddock, an F1 podcast. My name is Alex. And I'm Courtney. And we are here to talk about the Australia race this weekend. So we're super excited. Australia Grand Prix. Yeah, I know. This is like definitely a fan favorite, I think, for everyone. I was about to say, Alex, do your best uh, Aussie accent. Oh my god, I can't. I'm so bad at accents. G'day, mate. I can't do it. Was, was that good? good? Yeah. No. Shrimp on the Barbie. So, okay, wait. Funny thing about shrimp on the Barbie. Um, Dustin was like, oh, we should do shrimp for the Australia race. And I was like looking at different recipes for obviously our menu. And I talked to Renee, my sister's friend. And shrimp on the Barbie apparently is like they get super offended by that because like literally like they have barbecues in Australia. Uh-huh. It's like a thing that they do, but they don't typically do shrimp. And so like, that's just kind of like a, like a stereotypical American thing. thing. Yeah. And which I like had no idea. Cause you think about Australia and you're like shrimp on the Barbie. Like that's yeah. what they're eating, but it's totally not, <laughs> well. which like we'll get into our menu later, but I'm kind of excited yeah. For some of these foods. I know. I'm so I'm sad I'm going to be missing out. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So Courtney's got a big weekend plan. Yeah. Wedding. We'll talk about your weekend after. briefly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so right. but okay. So start out with some news. Yes. We're going to start out with some news. There's actually been a lot of stuff going on. Um, so I'll start out with McLaren and their organizational changes. Yeah. So it, this is, it's going to be interesting to see how this all gets implemented and done, but basically they're moving away from having just one technical director, which was James key. Mm -hmm. And they're replacing him with three different people for particular areas in their team. So, James Key is out. He was the executive technical director. And he, the the term that McLaren used was that he left the team as part of the restructure. But I'm like pretty sure yeah, he got fired. fired. Yeah, I'm they like. fired him. It's a <laughs> like, nice way to say he got fired. Yeah. Right. Correct. And no news on where he's going yet. So I'm sure he'll pop up at some other team because I feel like they always end up popping up somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Um, But he will be replaced by three different people. So the first is Peter. I'm going to butcher these names. Prodromo. Prodromo? Peter. (laughs) Yeah, Peter. So it'll be Peter, and he will be the technical director of aerodynamics. And then David Sanchez is going to be the technical director of car concept and performance, which he is currently at Ferrari and he'll remain with Ferrari through the end of this year. So at the beginning of 2024, he will go to McLaren and he's been with Ferrari for a decade. So wow, yeah, he's been there for a long time. Um, so we'll have to see who Ferrari brings in to kind of backfill him. Mm -hmm. Um, and then lastly, they've got Neil Haldy, will be the technical director of engineering and design. Well, I'm, but I'm glad to see that McLaren's doing something mm-hmm. because they have just been struggling. I know yeah. the car is not where they want to be. I don't know if it's the drivers. I don't know if it's, you know, all of the, the different team people or, mm-hmm. you know, but they just, they need to do something <laughs> like, yeah, they, they can't keep going like this. Am I right? Opinion. So, and I read too, like this was kind of in the works, like this whole plan was in the works. So that's what the team is saying. Like, this is not a response to their current, I guess, results, um, that this was all kind of in the works, but they do have a whole new facility, um, being built that should be open up soon. I believe it was like in June and then they've got their own wind tunnel coming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so hopefully this is good news for them, good news for the team. We like McLaren. We want to see them do well. I mean, I feel like they could be doing so much better than they're doing right now. So, Oh, yeah. Thousand percent. Onward and upward for them. 
Um, also, I want to talk about Haas. So this was kind of like we missed this on our news updates last time because I think it had just come out that day. Yeah. Um, but Gene Haas is coming under some fire recently because he has been accused or his company rather um, just Haas Automation in general was accused of selling parts to Russian defense contractors after the ban, obviously, with the whole Ukraine war and everything. So the U.S. government's banned doing any kind of trades or selling, dealing with Russia, and they're being accused of selling parts to Russia. Um, so, so when is the time frame of, like, this investigation? Is it something that we'll know in, like, the next two months or, like, like a year from now? I have no idea. So the government like our government the u.s government hasn't responded to any of the accusations mm -hmm. um or basically said like how they're investigating or what the recourse will be or anything like that but if they do you know find like investigate and find that something was done that should not have been done they could like crack down on them and then kind of even force gene haas to sell that team off well, not only sell the team, I'm sure he would probably go bankrupt from all the different fines that they would probably slap at him over this, you know? Right. Yeah. The brand in itself would take a huge hit. Because, hit from it for sure. I mean, think of right now. I mean, that's such a big, sensitive thing. Topic. You know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I mean, obviously, like he's got the ties there from back with Nikita and Nikita's father's company and that was their sponsor yeah. and all of that. So I don't know. It could be interesting. We'll see what happens there. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people were saying this could potentially be an opportunity for like an Andretti mm -hmm. to come in and buy that team. Like if he were to force to sell it off, yeah, that would be like an opportunity for them to come in and, get into the sport so oh, yeah. and it would still especially, be an american team yeah that's true well and mm -hmm. on top of that especially because alpha Tauri came out and said that they weren't selling you mm -hmm. know because i think right. we had talked about that previously that maybe if they sold would that open up the door for andretti to for andretti to yeah into the sport so yeah yeah i'm still like the jury's still out on that for me i still think they're gonna eventually sell that team i don't know like in the next and two to three years but that leads into our news on Alpha Towery of right. them talking about changing their name. Yeah, I know. And so it's like, to me, I just feel like it's a deflection tactic. You think like, so? I think it is. I think they're like, look, like we're not going to sell. We're going to change the name. Like, what are you going to change the name to? Back to Toro Rosso? Maybe. Just just Toro. sell it and and change it to Andretti. <laughs> Maybe that's what he's trying to say by saying the the name will be changing. It'll be owned by somebody else. Yeah. True, true. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, also, to Nelson Piquet, which is obviously Kel Kelly Piquet's father. Yeah. He has been ordered by a Brazilian court to pay over $950,000 in moral damages for racist comments that he's made about Lewis Hamilton, as well as like homophobic comments that he's made in the past and language that he's used in interviews. Yeah. So it's not okay for him to be making those comments, but I just thought it was strange that somebody could be sued for, for making they, comments. Yeah. Right. But yeah. So all of that, those funds that he is going to be paying in these fines will be allocated to different um, groups that promote equality and d I guess discrimination type things. So yeah, that'll be good. Yeah. Right. But I, I was about to say, I think that's better than them just it's sitting with the, the Brazilian government, you know what I mean? Right. Oh, a hundred percent being penalized, but then taking that money and then actually putting it to good use. Not to say that right. going to the Brazilian government is not good use, but you know what I mean? At least it's right. like going back to like, fighting what he did wrong you know? exactly yeah which hopefully he'll learn a lesson because he has made other comments in the past and mm -hmm. i don't know he's such a divisive character <laughs> say a wild card. yeah yeah 
Um, but then two, we had Formula Equal. Mm-hmm. I had not heard about this before. I heard about it this week. I thought it was really interesting. Um, so kind of going off of like Nelson PK and some of the comments he makes. So Formula Equal is a team that is basically put in an application to join the grid um, 2026 and beyond. And they their goal is to basically have their whole entire team be half female and half male. So everything down from like engineers, people that are working in the background to the actual drivers. So I think so that's like adding a team. So, well, yeah. So the FIA opened up the opportunity or the potential for the opportunity to be there for more teams to join the grid, um, 2026 and beyond. So that's like when Andretti put in their application or kind of like intent to want to join as a team. And so there's a bunch of other people that have been also to submitting applications and trying to get on. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is just one of them that has submitted an application is this formula equal team. And so they're being backed by a quote Gulf country, the person that's running the team, which is Craig Pollock that was the founder and CEO of the British American racing team that eventually got sold and bought by Mercedes. Mm -hmm. Um, So he is being backed by this Gulf country, which he wouldn't disclose which one it is, but like it's probably Saudi. Yeah. But still, I think that's kind of cool. Like I think it's great. I think having a middle Eastern country that has clearly struggled with, human rights and things like that mm-hmm. to come out and have like a 50 50 team like yeah i think that's well, i think like it's a step in the right direction for sure for yeah. sure and that's what i was gonna say i think it shows like positive intent on their part of like they're gonna put money into something that is supporting females and like uplifting female which is great because obviously we haven't seen that from them so yeah. i think it's, it's positive Right. And that's what I was going to say, too. Like, I hope it's genuine. Mm -hmm. So, but interesting. I thought that was interesting. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's cool. So we'll see what happens with that. Hopefully they get an opportunity and we can see something like that. Because I think it would be awesome to see a team that's 50-50, especially down to the drivers. Yeah, but not not even 50-50, but it would be really cool if it's 50-50 and then something with LBGTQ. Q community oh my gosh I got all those letters all jumbled <laughs> up in my mouth but you know what I'm saying like yeah openly one way or the other like I think that would be such a cool kind of extra add to it you know right definitely yeah. no and I think like as the sport gets more popular and gets more fans like it's going to have to be because the fans are basically going to demand it so well not only that but like I just think the world's starting to demand it like, mm-hmm. to be more open and right accepting of you know anyone so right I think it's cool. yeah I like that. yeah me too um okay so lastly on news we had stefano dominicali come out this week and say that he is considering canceling or like getting rid of all of the practice sessions what yeah so going off of like what we were just talking about with fans kind of demanding things and really just i don't i wouldn't want to say demanding but just really leaning into more of like what do the fans want to see yeah he which i guess i can kind of say like yeah this is probably true like the practice sessions are not as popular as the races are or like qualifying is they still bring in money though I mean, we right. did practice rounds in Coda last year, and they were of course, packed. right, so, I, for sure. I, I don't. Well, know. and to to me, I'm like, I just think this is ridiculous because, like, you need to have the practice sessions. Yeah. Like, well, it's part of the sport because, heaven forbid, like, remember last year at Coda when, um, who was it that wrecked um, Kevin's car? In it was Antonio Giovinazzi. Yeah. And I love like, saying his name. <laughs> it's part of the sport of like, you know, Kevin was like, oh, well, I didn't get a lot of, you know, 
time in the car time. before qualifying. And it adds another level of complexity to the sport, mm-hmm. in my opinion. You know? Right. Maybe you don't well, yeah, and I mean, rounds. Maybe you could do one or two, but something. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I think I think there at least has to be one, and I I would think it would kind of be interesting to see if they went down or got rid of some of those sessions because that would make it more complex. Like that means that the teams would have less time to figure out the track, figure out the setup, and what's correct yeah. and what's going to work best for them. So that would kind of throw a, I mean, not kind of, it would definitely throw a wrench in things for them. Mm-hmm. But I think just getting rid of them all together is, is kind of ridiculous. Oh, yeah. um, I'll be interested to see, like, when they have their press conferences before the Australia race. I'm sure they'll ask some of the drivers and some of the team principals, like, what are their thoughts on that? I'm really interested to see what they have to say about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he – so Stefano Domenicali even went this past weekend to a MotoGP event in Portugal um, because MotoGP, apparently they don't do practice sessions. So he wanted to see like how the event ran. Yeah. Without the practice session. So he's like seriously thinking about this. Oh gosh. But it's not like he can just pick somebody's side for everybody. I mean, I would assume that there's some type of, you know, um, which. Oh yeah. No, I mean, he's going to have to, yeah, get that passed, and then Ferrari has their little veto. So I was just about pull to that out that. and be like, "No, we need pra- they need practice sessions for them." Oh, oh God. God bless. Okay. Um, I also just real quick side note on that event that he was at this MotoGP event. Uh-huh. Uh, Lando's ex Luisa was there. This is oh. in Portugal. She's from Portugal, so actually her brother races in MotoGP. Okay. And I guess their dad also raced in MotoGP. So just a little interesting tidbit. But yeah, hmm. that's it for news. There's yeah. lots of stuff going on. There is. I'm I'm definitely excited to see the race. So, mm-hmm. but, but leading into the race, of so course. let's talk background on the Australian Rolex Grand Prix. Oh, yeah. So this has been going on at the Albert Park Circuit in Melbourne since 1996. Um, So it's been on the calendar for a long time. It actually used to be like the first race of the year for years and years and years. Um, But yeah, so they've been racing there since 96. They have a contract to continue racing at this circuit until 2035. So it's pretty long. That's got to be one of the longer contracts, I feel Mm -hmm. like, for a track. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, F2 and F3 will be racing here for the first time this year. They haven't previously. So exciting to see some F2 sessions as well going on. Do you think um, Chasing the Dream will start back up? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen if, like, they've come up with any new episodes recently. I I haven't looked, to to be honest. I was trying to watch, and I think... I don't think they have, but I would have to mm-hmm. go back and look again. But mm-hmm. but okay, so this race is 58 laps. Um, the circuit is 5.2 kilometers, 3.2 miles. Okay, so stay there. The race length is 306.124 kilometers. I put 3.6. <laughs> uh, 190 miles. 190 miles. All right. So the lap record was um, made this past year in 2022 mm-hmm. with Charlotte Claire. Yes. So our, our, our boy likes this track, which is exciting. Um, and he, his lap record is a minute and 20 seconds, a minute and 20.26. So we could potentially see some lapping. Yes. It's, it, they're shorter laps for yeah. sure. For sure. So that could play into things like yeah. having to get through traffic and things, whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, oh, definitely. Like, we can see that in Bar, uh, not Bar- in Saudi. In Saudi, I was like, not yeah. Where were we? No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, in Saudi. Um, but okay, so the track mixes existing roads around this Albert Park, 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually like a really pretty circuit because it, it literally goes through this like park where people will walk their dogs and like hang out in the park and everything. Is there any issues with like wallabies on the track? I don't know. Ca- uh, Canada has issues with the gophers. Yeah. And isn't it like a, is it a groundhog too? Groundhog or a gopher? One of the two. Is it the same they thing? Have, remember, uh, Latifi was talking about you have to be careful. And he, they, he ran over run one. Yeah. Remember? Okay. Yeah. So that would be a good question. Maybe uh, uh, editing Alex can check if there's any issues. I'm going to find out if there's ever been any wild animals. But I mean, they're highly possible mm-hmm. because it is in a park. <laughs> so, so, okay. Part of it is existing roads that are around the park. And then the other part is um temporary that they Mm -hmm. put up in the parking lot for the track which is kind of similar to how the miami track is too so that is like well it's it's the miami track is mostly temporary but a lot of it goes through the parking lot and then i think one of the straights is like part of the turnpike over there like the highway Mm -hmm. so interesting but because of that and it being temporary, they've had complaints in the past of it being bumpy in certain areas. So they've tried to resurface some of that to help, like, improve all those issues. So we'll see. But we could be seeing some people complaining about bumpy or uneven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Um, and then also, too, since it is a temporary track or there's not really, like, cars running on this, it's not like a regular circuit that um has like rubber already laid down from other brace car drives going by so it will be more slippery at the beginning of the weekend okay but mm-hmm. another reason why you need practice rounds so you can correct on the rubber that's right that See? is correct I'm um sell this practice round thing i know we need to talk to stefano dominicali because we enjoy going to practice i it is this track is considered to be one of the faster tracks on the calendar too so like a lot of speed tracks at the beginning of the season yeah which is interesting i know and like it's there's more and i think it's considered faster because there's less like turns there's less corners on this track it's kind of like free flowing Mm -hmm. um okay so moving on to the timing of these sessions so australia is from us 16 hours ahead of time so houston texas (laughs) that's right and we're we're in central time so yeah it is it is way ahead so we will be seeing this race here at our local time at midnight Mm -hmm. um which is 4 p.m local in australia or 4 p.m australia time maybe so it'll be in the afternoon Maybe I'll actually be awake to watch this because I'll be coming back from a wedding. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it'll be like technically like Saturday night going into Sunday. So you might be you might be up still. Mm-hmm. We'll see. <laughs> we know Alex will be though for sure. I will. I will be up. So okay. Side note on our personal lives. Um, my birthday is on Monday, Woo-hoo. and so. Yeah, happy birthday to me. Um, I have planned for Dustin and I to go to this sushi place here in Houston. It's called Uchiko. Mm-hmm. Um, I will have to report back and let you know how it is, Courtney, because we're we're big into sushi. Oh yes. And we're pretty picky. Is this the one that you always go to or is this new? So no, 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 no. I've not been I've been to this one, but I went in Austin. Okay. Um, they just opened a location here in Houston. So it's owned by Uchi, which is like so fancy, good. fancy and good. Yeah. But Uchiko is a little bit more casual. Okay. So I really enjoyed the one in Austin. We'll see how the one in Houston is. Um, but we're going to go there for dinner and then we're going to go to a speakeasy. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to make sure we're awake still. <laughs> I'm trying to make sure we're awake and functioning because then I do have like, we'll get into menu stuff, but I have like midnight snacks for us. It's literally going to be midnight. That's awesome. Yeah. So So that's what, that's what we're doing. And then Courtney, like she said, is going to be at a wedding. Yes. Yeah. 
So, so super okay. exciting, busy weekend. Um, so but okay, so that's the time. What's yes. going on with the weather? Right. So interesting enough, Australia is the land down under, <laughs> down under the equator. So they are opposite on their seasons from where we are currently. So they're going into fall where we're going into spring, summer. So they're going to fall, winter at this point. And their temperatures are going to be cooler. So definitely cooler than what we've seen in Saudi and Bahrain so far this year. So they are expecting highs of like mid-60s. Oh, wow. And like most of the time it's going to be in the middle to low 50s. So it's going to be cold. So... Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see like heating up of the tires, you know, getting them up to temp. It's also in the later afternoon at being at 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. in Australia time. So I believe like by the end of this race, the sun should start to set. So it's yeah. going to be even colder. Um, So that'll be interesting. And then as far as rain expectations, they're expecting rain on Friday so maybe that might mess with some of the practice sessions, but the rest of the time it's supposed to be sunny. Okay. So. So we shouldn't see any starts on wets or anything like that. No, I wouldn't expect to. Mm-mm. Um, but we kind of, we started out at the beginning of this episode and talking about how like this is a fan favorite race. Um, but all of the pictures, everything like looks super fun. I want to potentially maybe think about going there one day. I would love to. Oh, that'd be so fun. Yeah. So let's get into talking about what happened at this race last year. Mm-hmm. So last year we had on the podium, we had Charles in a P1. Um, He also started from pole for this race. It's because he's so, Mr. Saturday. I know. I know. I know so sad we'll see and then we had Checo in a p2 and george russell p3 so charles like owned this race last year and this was during the time frame of the season last year where he was like dominating and it was really looking like he was just gonna run away with the whole season so it was it was a very great time it was a very happy time mm-hmm. um to be and it was kind of short-lived fan. that's right yeah. That's right. But so he finished this race like 20 seconds ahead of Checo, who was in second place. So he really, it was like a max showing for him. Yeah. yeah. It was like max a style showing. Stroll. We always right. say that Max is on a Sunday mm-hmm. stroll. You know, Charles was on a Sunday stroll last year. Yeah, that's right. We were, were I, I don't even want to say I'm going to manifest that for him this year. I'm just like, I'm going to not because I feel like I'm getting to the point where I'm jinxing him now. Yeah. We're not going to manifest anything. Um, but he also scored the fastest lap. And we saw a lot of different cars, like, going off the track at different points during the race. So being that, again, this is, this race is, like, through the park, there's literally, like, grass on, like, you know, some of the tracks will have, like, gravel traps and different things, which this one does as well. But they also have just, like, grassy areas, like, right outside the lines, so we saw like when cars would kind of cut corners, like they would run through the grass and then lose control, spin out. So that's something to look for for sure. Um, last year there was three DNFs at this race. Carlos, again, like I just talked about running through the grass, he did that. He ran through the grass and then skidded across the track. Um, and got his car beached in a gravel trap that was across the track. So he did not that. have a good day. Yeah. yeah. It was a bad day for him. Um, and then Sebastian also drove through a, gra- a gravel trap. And then he had to DNF later when he crashed into a wall. So he kind of just like crashed into the wall. It was real weird. Um, and then that caused a safety car. So that was pretty much the only time during the race where we had like any kind of battles because that safety cart uh restart Mm -hmm. and then it kind of bunched everyone up together and then there was a nice battle between charles and max but he stayed ahead charles did and then max ended up dnfing too um during like the last 10 laps and he was in second place 
whenever he had to stop and he just like was on the radio saying that he smelled something weird yeah and then they told him to stop the car so there was engine um, problems who did that happen to lance the other weekend Mm -hmm. remember they were like stop the car stop the car so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so something was going on there his car was about to probably explode or something they were like you have to stop the car now yeah um but yeah so that was the race last year um this is so home races for some of these drivers so oscar is literally from melbourne so he's like not only is he australian he's also from the city and he grew up i think like 10 15 minutes away from this track so he's super familiar with it um he's got a lot of his fans or not fans family friends probably fans too like tons of support um for him during this weekend so that'll be exciting to see um botas is also kind of like an honorary australian because his girlfriend i think yeah, because of his girlfriend, and he like adopted the country. I feel like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So he also will have a um special like helmet design that he created just for this race because he does feel like it's like his home race. So it's cute for him. Spend a lot of time there over the. Oh yeah. Season, right. I oh yeah. I mean, majority of his time, yeah, he was down there. So he loves it. Um, and then we're gonna have Daniel Ricardo. He'll be in attendance. Well, attendance, not driving. Right. <laughs> right. But he will be there. Um, he's already done a lot of like promo and marketing stuff. So they filmed this. It was actually pretty cool, like a Red Bull kind of promo where he's like driving through like the desert and like driving to get to the race and all of that. So I'm sure we'll see him either commentating or doing something. Um, I don't think there's any plans for him to be in the car driving, Mm -hmm. but you never know. Somebody could get food poisoning. Yeah. I mean, Max wasn't feeling well right before the Saudi race. Remember, Mm -hmm. isn't that he missed um, uh, the press day because of that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think like rolling into some of our predictions, Mm Mm-hmm. That's going to be one of my hot takes is that Daniel Ricardo is going to put something in someone's drink, put something in someone's food. <laughs> oh my God. He wants to get back in the car. <laughs> you don't think that Max doesn't have somebody like vetting his food before? You think he has a food taster? <laughs> he probably does. I don't know. Oh my God. He probably does. There's more people in this world that probably have one and you just don't know it. That is interesting. I never thought about that. You're probably right. For sure. Presidents. Okay. Would you, how much would you have to be paying Uh per year to be like a food taster for somebody? You wouldn't do it? No, I'm too You wouldn't take that risk? Well, I'm just a picky eater, so I'm not going to go escargot or something like that. I would, I would do it. I would hard do it. You'd have to pay me like $500,000 a year. That's it? Yeah. I think that would be fun. (laughs) I would at least a million, Alex. No, I think I would do it for (laughs) $500,000. We're talking about your wife, though. I would do it for, okay, Max Verstappen, if you're looking for somebody to vet your food. <laughs> Alex will do it for 500 I will do it for the small fee of $500,000 a year. And tickets to the paddock club for every race. And tickets, well, I would be in the paddock club because I'd oh, have to yeah. take his, try his food. Well, I don't know. They could bring it up to you in the stands or something. No, I would require to like be there. As I'm saying, if you're going to negotiate this contract, you need to negotiate the contract. (laughs) And you have to have four tickets for every race in the paddock club. Right. Because I need to bring my friend. (laughs) Just in case it's your last supper. That's right. I have to be surrounded by family and friends at all times. I I think that would be fun. So now the question is for our viewers, how much would you need to be paid to be a food taster for yes say the average billionaire 
That's right. I will put that. So there is a question spot. If you are watching this or listening to it on Spotify, there is a question spot where I try to put either like a poll or a question on every episode. So that'll be this week's question. So let us know. Let us know. I've, I've never thought about this topic before, and I really love it because I love food. Well, I know, but we're also talking about your life, so. I know, but the food. Die. But the food. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, so moving on. Okay, so I'm kind of jumping around on our notes. Well, I was um, going to say, but we're talking about food, so let's talk right, about Right, so that's what I, yeah, exactly. You're reading my mind. <laughs> okay. So as far as menu goes, um, I mentioned before earlier, we're going to be having some midnight snacks and this is what I'm pulling out. So I've got these Aussie meat pies, which is like, even from my sister's Australian friend confirmed, that is definitely something that they're eating. It's especially like this time frame of the day. Like, so a lot of people like how here we go out there's like food trucks and they're probably selling pizza or like tacos or whatever mm-hmm. over there they're selling meat pies. So it's like a handheld, almost like a chicken pot pie, but they're usually, um, stuffing them with like ground beef, meat and potatoes, that kind of thing. Kind of like a shepherd's pie. Right. Yeah. So I have bought some of these Aussie pies. They're frozen. They're actually excellent. So it's a brand called Boomerangs. If you're listening in the States, um, it is available at a lot of different grocery stores, HEB, Whole Foods, Publix, Mm -hmm. all different kinds of places. And they are actually a a friend of a friend of mine owns the company. So yeah. And I actually, when I was in Austin this past weekend, um, Thursday night we went to dinner and he was there. His name is Jack. Super nice guy. Shout out to um, Jack. Shout the out to Jack. We're boomerang. talking about your boomerang pies. I'm going to tag them cause I'm going to post the little picture of the boomerang pie box, yeah. but they have a ton of different flavors. So they started out, um, with like just the more, not, I don't want to say generic, but like the more traditional flavors. And then now they've expanded into like, they have like a mac and cheese pie that is incredible. Oh, that sounds so good. Yeah. It's literally mac and cheese inside of like a dough, like a flaky dough. Like how can it be bad? It's so good. I need to get this. Okay. Yeah. You need to try them. Um, and they also have like a pepperoni flavor. Mm -hmm. They've got like chicken and mushroom. They have a bunch of different flavors. Um, pies. but anyways, they're fantastic. So highly recommend. And it's something that's easy, especially for this race. It's at midnight. Like nobody's going to want to be cooking anything from scratch. So I tried to, with our menu, um, go for like easy things. So that is definitely one pop it out of the freezer, put it in the oven. It's ready to go. It's delicious. Um, then we have Vegemite because you have to have Vegemite super Australian have to have it. So I've actually never tried it, but I was kind of thinking it was like a sweet, like syrupy because it looks kind of like that color and consistency, but I was shocked to find out, which I'm actually not shocked because it's called Vegemite, right? So it's like vegetable sweet at all. I was thinking it's really a hodgepodge of vegetables. I thought, (laughs) I don't know why I thought it was sweet. I was thinking it was going to taste like Nutella. No. I have no idea. Why would they call Nutella veggie? I don't know. I wasn't really thinking that it was said veg in it. <laughs> Courtney, you're like, oh my God. I don't know what to know. say to I'm you right like, now. Okay, sure, Alex. <laughs> okay, so how they're eating their Vegemite over there is they are doing like basically like a buttered toast mm-hmm. and then putting a thin layer of Vegemite on top of the buttered toast. So it just gives it a little kick. Okay. So we're going to try that. We're going to see how that tastes. We don't know. Um, Then they're also doing fairy bread, which is white bread with butter. With rainbow sprinkles? With rainbow sprinkles. Oh, my gosh. I think it sounds great. I don't know how I feel about that. (laughs) Well, to me, it's like the epitome of just like sweet, like 
like like kids are like it's this gotta be a, a kid thing That's right what I was about to say. i'm like surely adults aren't just walking around eating fairy bread i mean i would <laughs> <laughs> but okay so like you know you what it kind of reminds in your first life alex i think i was like, i think i was literally and i love anything rainbow color i mean I you know me i know i love it but okay so it kind of like this i don't even want to call it a recipe because it's really not like that intense but when i was reading about this it reminded me of like when i was a kid my mom would make me buttered toast and then she'd put sugar and cinnamon on the toast and it was like a little cinnamon toast it was crunch yeah it, it kind of reminded me of that because it's like sweet but then it's got the butter yeah. Anyways, so we're going to do that again, easy, quick, um, doesn't require a lot of preparations. Yeah. And then they also have Tim Tams, which are like a little chocolate biscuit slash cookie. Okay. So I would kind of like our Oreos or something like that. Like that's what they're eating over there is Tim Tams. Okay. And then I am, this is, this one will require some work, but I'm going to make a pavlova cake oh gosh I just, yes oh, sorry um, do you know what a pavlova cake like have you heard no, of this before but i just i'm thinking back to our experience of week one and your attempt <laughs> at making non-american food and i, just, I think know. it's gonna go well i mean i'm, I'm just all my good energy to you i'm but, hopeful and i'm positive I just can't wait to hear what Dustin has to say. <laughs> Dustin is the the harshest critic. Yeah, for He's sure. Very open so and honest about what he likes and doesn't like. That is true. I will let you know. I will let you know what happens. I'll send you pictures of this. But my sister's friend made this for New Year's when we were in Florida. Yeah. And she brought it over and I was like, oh my God, what is that? It's beautiful. Like, uh -huh. and basically what the pavlova cake is, is like this big kind of sheet of meringue. Okay. And then you cover it in a fresh whipped cream and uh -huh. then you put fresh berries on it. Oh, that does sound but good. But so the, yeah, the, the trickiest thing about it is making the meringue and making sure it doesn't like fall flat. Can you just buy the meringue? Not in like a sheet like that. Oh, okay. I mean, you could buy the meringue like in little, like I could make like little individual ones. I'm going to try to do it. Okay. Well, I can't wait. To I, I bought the time. eggs. I'm like, I'm all in. I'm going to try it. Okay. And then also too, I told Dustin, I was like, it's my birthday. So that Mine's can be well. like my little birthday cake. Yeah. Might as well. It's going to be a pavlova. Hopefully it's good. <laughs> Oh, okay so moving on to drinks um my favorite coffee i mean courtney's not a coffee drinker nope. <laughs> but i am a huge coffee drinker i love a flat white and flat whites originated and there's there's arguments online either australia or new zealand but the people in australia are drinking flat white flat whites okay so for so coffee drinkers out there away. Yes, to stay awake, I will be drinking a flat white. Um, it's basically espresso with steamed milk. Super easy, super great, delicious, love it. So also, I'm trying to track down Daniel Ricardo's wine, the oh. DR3 wine, mm -hmm. um, grown, obviously, in Australia, the grapes produced out there, everything. So I think they have it at Total Wine. Um haven't haven't procured it yet so not try wine merchant on okay uh shepherd oh or in montrose okay they might i don't know i will try that very odd wines okay i will try that um but yeah i just i really want to try it so we'll see i've heard people say that it's good mm. it's it's mainly red wine i believe Okay. Which is, I'm not my, I mean, I, I will drink red wine. It's great. But I prefer a white wine, mm -hmm. which moving into the white wine, my favorite wine that I've recently found, I think I told you about it the other day. I didn't bring yeah. any to your house. I should have. I know. But Oxford Landing, yep. Sauvignon Blanc, South Australia 
It fits. Eight ninety nine a bottle. Better than a new New Zealand. I for eight ninety nine. I say yes. Okay. I say yes for eight ninety nine. Yes, I know. Um, and then lastly, a cocktail. So we have the LLB, which I thought was a cute little name. Yeah. I I want an LLB, and so my sister's friend said that this is like very popular, and. Traditionally, it is a mocktail, mm-hmm. so it doesn't have alcohol because what they're doing is basically doing lemonade, um, a little bit of lime juice, and then the Angostura bitters, which is like that orange bitter. Mm-hmm. But she's like, you can easily just just add vodka to it, and yeah. now it's a cocktail, and so that's oh. what they do. That's yeah, so it's a little like. It's basically to me, I'm like, that sounds like a vodka soda with some lemon and lime in it and some bitters. So that's what I'll be doing. Yeah, for sure. I already have the bitters. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I have the bitters from the Singapore race last year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So So. anyways. Well, man, I'm I'm sad I'm going to be missing you. I know, but it's okay. There will be 20 more races. <laughs> so, running into our predictions. I already told you what my hot take prediction was. Yeah. That Dan Ricardo is going to poison, yeah. I think, Checo. Oh, Checo? <laughs> if he poisoned Max, it would be like Joss would kill him. It would not be okay. Christian but destroy him. Yeah, no. No, it would not be okay. So, that's my hot take. Um,. But do you have a hot take? What's your thoughts? Mm, I don't know. No hot takes for me. Okay. No hot takes. None. None. None for me this week. (laughs) Okay. So I think another prediction I want to make too is that I feel like we're going to see a lot of girlfriends and family members and everything here because... Again, this is like a huge like fan favorite race. Um, everyone loves Australia. I think that one of the things too, like different from Saudi to here is like that was this is the only like little Australia fact that I'm going to drop here, but it ranks amongst the highest in the world for quality of life, democracy, health, education, economic freedoms, civil liberties, safety and political rights. Which is, like, huge contrast from where we've just been. So yeah. that is why I'm going to predict that we will see a lot of the girlfriends, wives, family members. And I'm excited because want- there was not a single one during the Saudi race. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping to see Kevin's daughter. Oh, her. my gosh. I feel like she's going to be there. She's so adorable. She's so cute. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to see, too, like, Nico Hulkenberg's wife with their daughter i just think everyone's gonna come out for this yeah i think we're gonna get everyone Mm -hmm. there so that'll be exciting um all right my one two three yes so my podium prediction so i am going to predict a first place fernando alonso i changed this from my notes i don't know if you looked at them earlier (laughs) but i'm gonna predict a first place alonso second place max third Checo and why I'm going to predict first place Alonzo. So there has been this thing going around. I think it started on Reddit or something and everyone always comes up with these like the um, stats and all of that. So every driver that's made it to 101 podiums Mm -hmm. that 101st podium they've won the race. So everyone this has a hundred at least 101 their 101st podium is the first place oh wow yeah so fernando just got his 100th yeah. podium officially after back officially <laughs> i know after all the back and forth so i yeah. think he's gonna get the 101st podium this weekend and i think he's gonna get first place because how could he not oh yeah I, I I wasn't gonna put Alonzo first, but after hearing that, I feel like I can't. That's just fate, in my opinion. So. Yeah, and I'm, I agree. Yeah, I the arguments there. I think it's gonna be a Red Bull to like lock out after that. Mm-hmm. So. so you think Alonzo, then Max, then Checo? 
Yeah. Okay. We're we're the same. We're the same. Um two, I also think Oscar will have a better race this weekend. Well, he will have his best race this weekend. Just because like he's got all his fans or I keep on saying fans, his fr- his family. Yeah. And his friends and his fans, I guess, true. So yeah. I can see that. But again, he didn't DNF what? Round one, round two. So there's not much to build off of, is what I'm saying. Right. True. But we'll see. True. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But I think that's pretty much all we have. Yeah. We'll have what? This episode and then Mm -hmm. um, we have quite a long break, four weeks or so. We'll try to mix in some fun episodes on different Mm -hmm. topics and whatnot, kind of like our conspiracy theories. Yeah. Um, So look out for all of that. And then, of course, look out for Alex's um, The Bingo. Yeah, yeah. So print out your bingo cards. Yes. Um, I'm going to try to – we'll make some more too. So we'll have some different ones like as the – um, season kind of progresses and different things start happening. We'll throw in some different ones there, mm-hmm. but those were a lot of fun to make. So definitely print them out, play with your friends, play, play with your family while you're watching the race. Yeah. And yeah, just something fun to go along, but all right. Well, so this has been Queens of the Paddock and F1 podcast. Uh, you can listen to our episodes on Spotify and YouTube with video. And then we're also on Apple Podcasts, anywhere you find your podcasts. We're on Instagram at Queens of the Paddock. So look out for that. We'll have some different pictures and different things to go along with our episodes. Um, and then we're on Twitter as well. So that is it. My name is Courtney. <laughs> waiting for Alex. Sorry. Uh, Alex, you're totally forgetting your name. I know. Okay. So my name is Alex. And I'm Courtney. And lights out and away we go. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.